Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Motherfuckers to Mega Dads Live episode 100. 100 episodes. This is your monthly visit to the place where gamer life meets real life. We've been podcasting since 2014, and we are the ultimate place to help you balance your love of games, media, with the joys of life in the real world. My name is Adam Leonard, and I am your host, coming to you from the 33rd floor the Mega Dads HQ Tower, located in the heart of our nation's capital, Champlin, Minnesota. I am joined, of course, as always, by my lovely personal assistant, manning the switchboard. Say hello, Mabel. Yes. Yes, damn right, damn right. We are very excited for this episode. And you know what? We're just going to dive right into it because we have a ton of things to talk about. we got a ton of news. We've got a ton of games. We've got a ton of celebration to do this month because, my God, I am pumped. I got energy. I got bubbles in my belly, <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my penis area, if that's <laughs> medically possible. So let's get into it. Joining me first on the panel today is the founder of the National Society of Platypus Preservation, and he's author of the acclaimed field journal titled Shake That Platypus Tush, Professor William Schultz. Thanks for joining us today, William. How is it going? Uh, It's going pretty well. Uh, A few slight hiccups. Um, Did you know that the platypus is venomous oh, because my assistant my assistant mitch didn't know they've got these little barbs on them oh <gasps> what yeah, happened to he's, your assistant? he's well he's seizing um <laughs> it it doesn't look good like but, currently uh, like, yeah like he's yeah. waiting in the car <laughs> <laughs> no he's more like thrashing in the yard oh and, my god yeah Look, someone's going to be here to pick him up in a minute. He signed a form and I'm going to be okay. I'm just let's well let's bring in our third chair. Our third chair is the man best known for owning the largest collection of used band-aids, Tony Riceroni. Tony, you doing good? What's up everybody? Uh the, the fresh band-aids are is a different world record holder, okay? Used band-aid collection right here. How how used uh, well, I don't want to get into the like, specifics, but there has to be f- fluid like, and or debris uh, on, the, okay. on the bandages. All right. <laughs> Adam, geez. So I want to talk about, Will mentioned um, signing signing waivers, signing forms. The other day I took my kids to Sky Zone. Do you guys have Sky Zone anywhere near you? Their trampoline park? It's a trampoline park. Oh, I thought it was you were going to say indoor skydiving. <laughs> Yeah, I just pushed my kids no. out of that. <laughs> Learn to fly. Um, 
No, it's like a it's like an indoor trampoline park. They've got like ninja, you know, how like ninja warrior courses and shit like that. It's like an That's indoor awesome. gym kind yeah, of thing. Like there's trampolines all over the floors. There's some on the yes. walls. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, this was my first time bringing my kids. My wife has been bringing them across uh, the summer and she signed us up for like a membership, which apparently that's a thing. Uh, okay. So they've been going over the summer and I thought summer's almost over. I had to pick the kids up early uh, from daycare. I'm like, how about look, guys, let's go to Sky Zone. And they're like, yeah, let's go to Sky Zone. Yeah, it's fucking cool. We're going to jump until we throw up. <laughs> and so I bring them there and the guy, well, the kid, the guy, the kid, it's all children that work there. Children and uh, people that you know can't get real jobs, and uh, and uh, he's he's like he's like, uh, have you been here before? And I'm like, well, the kids have. We have a membership. He's like, but have you been here before? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, you're gonna need to sign a waiver. Oh no. And I'm like, a waiver for what? And he's like, you can't even enter the building without signing this waiver. So scan this QR code and fill out the waiver. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you, you, it's gonna bring me to like some sort of PDF or whatever, and I'm gonna sign it and we'll, we'll be on our way. This fucking thing was like extensive. And it was, it took me probably a good three minutes just to scroll through it. Whoa. Like scroll, 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 not reading oh anything. <laughs> I can imagine if you actually read this thing, it would take you probably five hours. And the amount of like check boxes of things that you are willing to uh, forgive SkyZone for should it happen to you. Uh, it made me feel extremely nervous. And I was just gonna watch. So like, <laughs> my children are actually gonna be involved in this shit, you know? What kind of risk and danger are they in? It's just, it's so weird these days because like when we were growing up, parks were like, you know, rusted metal. And you know, you, you, you'd get, you know, fucking infections and cut and fall to your death because there were no safety nets. And now it's like, your kid can't uh, jump on this trampoline unless you, unless you sign this document saying we are legally forgiven should they become crippled. All right, I'm gonna advocate for Sky Zone a little bit because even <laughs> a properly maintained trampoline is fucking dangerous. <laughs> This is this is true. This is true. There's a lot of tension in those things. There is. And then you've got like a room filled with these goddamn things. Yeah. And then I'm surprised that indoor trampoline parts fucking exist <laughs> in this country cuz like they have got to be like a liability nightmare. Yeah. Outside of that form. That's why you couldn't even go inside cuz if you sit on the little couch and little Timmy 20 pounds hits the wrong trampoline the wrong way. He's going straight into your face and then you didn't sign the thing yet. So you can still sue. Well, this, this is why that this is why the company pivoted to trampolines because at first it was broken glass zone and that just, <laughs> that did not, uh, oh, I remember broken glass zone. Broken glass zone was pretty cool. It was, it was like a, like one of those house mirror maze things, yeah. except it was just jagged, broken glass everywhere mine had a simpsons arcade machine and i did that more than the broken glass part <laughs> if you google uh like some videos you'll see kids smash into each other at these at these bouncy places i'm sure like i i saw a tiktok or whatever one of these shorts and boom like one kid's just like midair going very quick and the other one's just passing by and it was just like 
Oh wow, dude! It was like <laughs> I, I love like, those videos. Like, like two eggs just smashing into each other. Just it was it was scary. I will I, was, I will say this. I think it's a missed opportunity this time around. But for Megadad's 150, we're all <gasps> getting together at Sky Zone, oh, and we're gonna Sky we're gonna re, we're gonna record yeah. we're gonna record <laughs> on a giant airbag at the bottom of the Ninja Warrior pit. <laughs> being a dad so weird because my daughter's just spinning around just you know that's a game now you know as a kid like oh let's spin so she's spinning and I, she's like come on spin so i i spin once one oh, yeah. mm-hmm. one time and i'm i get this realization that i haven't spun in like <laughs> 10 years and i i almost vomited immediately one rotation yeah. and i was just like Queasy for like twenty there's not minutes. A lot of, there's not a lot of need for an adult to spin in their exactly. daily life. It's, it's a skill, you know yeah. what I mean. And yeah, the, and the trick I is working in a couple of rotations into your daily routine <laughs> every morning. <laughs> yeah. You got to ease. You got to ease into the spinning. Will, when was the last time you spun properly? Um, properly. I, mean, like, I got, I got an office chair, so I can do it that way. But that's not. I don't think that's the same. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Um. I don't know. Hey guys, you want to do some spin? <laughs> hey hon, the kids are sleeping. What do you want to do? Let's fucking spin. Uh, let's spin. <laughs> Mom, Daddy, what are you doing? Walks in on the bed. Nothing. Go to bed. You guys are just spinning around. <laughs> You're spinning without me. <laughs> How long right. have you been doing spin? <laughs> Tell me the truth. That was a good. I'm, that was a good way to kick off the show. I, I like it. Where, I like I don't it. Know where this went. <laughs> we're gonna do, we're gonna do this proper and start this show the way we always do with our Mega Dads Super Positives. Mega Dads being super positive. Talking about the things in our life that are bringing us joy, that are bringing us energy. Um, who wants to start with their super positive? Who's got a good one? Me, me, me. Go for it. Go for so- it, Antonio. So, you know, we kept our daughter. She was born right in the thick of the pandemic. We kept her inside a lot. We kept her distant from people a lot. She went to her first uh, carnival, outdoor carnival, which was awesome. And it had just rained. It was just a local carnival. So there was uh, nobody around. She was literally getting on rides like all by herself. And she's... She's Did it make you kind of nervous that nobody was there? <laughs> no, it was it was fine. You know, I mean, there was hardly anybody. It was just so great. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Did you ever go and like be able to get on the roller coaster like over and over and over because there was mm-hmm. no line? Like it was like one of those situations for her. And the the problem was is that you know she's not used to all these things. So she got on the train. <laughs> She got on the train and all it is is just going around, right? A little toy, you know, train just size for kids. She sits down and gets on there and she's just straight faced just the whole time, like <laughs> looking forward. And I told her, I put her in the seat. I'm like, okay, hang on. And she puts her hands in front of her and the whole time the ride's going, she's straight faced, just like just paralyzed with fear. What? <laughs> just, and, and I was wondering, I was like, are you okay? Yeah. Nice. Just like, like, are you having fun? Uh huh. Just like <laughs> gripping, and I and I like, realized ah, this is transportation. I was <laughs> like, just sitting there. This moment of joy is fleeting. The ride will end eventually. 
I was like, why is she gripping the thing so hard? I was like, oh man, I told her to hang on tight. And then she like took the instructions super literally, but it was, it was good. It was so she's good. just sitting there going, ah! We took her sledding and put her in a little sled in the winter. And, you know, we're like going around with her and like pushing her and pulling her on this little sled and she's all bundled up like a marshmallow and same thing her her expression was just like why are we doing this (laughs) she's like this is more for you than it is me isn't it dad (laughs) yeah so being out you know summer winding down doing things uh you know you, you love it you love to see kids doing their thing out there you know what i mean I do. I do. I absolutely. Un- yeah. It's, it's especially in the summer, like the fact that you get to go outside and do some of that shit. I was like, what do you want to eat at the carnival? She's like, uh, this thing, deep fried Oreo. When I tell oh, you, fuck. when I, when I tell you she was running around the whole carnival, like a, like a squirrel set on fire, <laughs> like <laughs> the rest of the day, it was nuts. Oh, all right. Will, what do you got for us? <laughs> See, I'm just glad. I'm glad that it's September now. I am not a summer person. I do not enjoy mm-hmm. the summertime. How much of that is just because I live in the South and it's ungodly hot here? I don't know. Maybe a lot of it. Either way, it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. Everybody's fucking kids are back in school. And, um, you know, for reasons, uh, we homeschool my kid and he's got appointments throughout the week and stuff. We can go places now and it's fucking deserted. It's empty. They're gone. (laughs) The number of people I have to interact with during the week has dropped sharply. And it is it's so nice. It's so nice. Fall is coming. And like we're about to hit like that good, good streak of holidays. It's just like, fuck, yeah, let's go. You would you would love living up in the Midwest in the in the North Midwest where it's like once once winter hits in like late September <laughs> you're stuck inside for like seven months. <laughs> like it's I, I it's would. weird how all of our like positive things are like man p- pandemic's over but man you know what's really cool not seeing anybody. <laughs> Not, like, yeah. look, man, I didn't. I didn't like these people before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. I, I like them less now, but I didn't like them before. I mean, just think about no line when you're ordering something. Like when you're on a plane and there's nobody around you at all. Like all these are great things. Like my thing, Thanos. It. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Half of us gotta go. Volunteer I, or otherwise. Yeah. I think yeah. we're gonna. I, I don't think you want that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of everybody? Well, my have- super positive is something that happened as of this recording yesterday. Last night, we had the Mega Dads Fall Preview. This is a thing that we have been working on for literally months. Uh, it has been a shit ton of work, and it's it's kept me away from doing a lot of the more immediate content that I'm used to doing, like pumping out videos and reviews and things like that. I've been I've been head down on this fall preview for a very long time, so I'm glad that it went off well. I'm glad that a lot of people in the community came out and supported, and I'm also glad that it's over <laughs> because I can kind of get back to some semblance of normalcy when it comes to doing mega dads. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very excited and I'm very excited for the stuff that we've got rolling out. 
there's a lot of good stuff coming this way. Um, and a lot of stuff that started immediately like our extra life campaign. So if people want to help and donate to the extra life campaign, you can go to extra-life.org slash team slash megadads. We got a super awesome theme this week, uh, this year rather called story mode, where all of our donors get to contribute to the outcome of an ongoing D&D campaign. All of us have a character and a character class, and there's a story that you can read up on on our Extra Life homepage. And then at the at every two weeks, there's like a juncture of a challenge that is put forward where if we raise enough and meet our goal, option A will happen in the story. And if we don't, option B. So there's a fork in the road there. People can participate. It's interactive. And it all leads up to that really awesome game day stream uh, which is always a really good time. So I'm, I, like Will said, I'm glad it's fall. I'm excited. This, this is my favorite time of the year. I think we got some really cool shit coming on the docket. Uh, we can all kind of settle into our our fall grooves. Our kids go back to school, and we just get get back into a sense of normalcy. I, wait, I hate. Wait. I, no, my I I interrupted first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just received a message, and I need to update my super positive the thing that's bringing me joy i want to talk to you guys about pd mcd a wonderful human being a wonderful person um best friends for many many years just had a birthday he did it was the second that was his birthday his second birthday he's two (laughs) shit we got a two-year-old plus member (laughs) (laughs) give me all that lunch money it was just his birthday he's great we've been friends for a since like third grade Aww. long time long time great guy just made the first donation to my extra life campaign <gasps> so thank you for existing pd you are thank a you wonderful for having those birthdays <laughs> he is he's awesome and he's birthdays. he's such a like a constantly interacting member of the community so we mm-hmm. greatly appreciate pd McD. Happy birthday to you. Sexy. All right. We got our super positives out of the way, so we're going to inch a little bit forward in the show. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have one thing to say. We can't let it go without saying one more thing about Mega Dads Live 100 episodes. This is it. Adam, you're here. From everybody that you've ever touched, appropriately, appropriately, via podcasting Uh thank you so much you've brought lots of joy to everybody and me over the years I've had some great laughs and Mega Dads and Mega Dads Live and all the things you do it is not easy it's it's not easy and your talents shine through it's an achievement and we just gotta we just gotta acknowledge it what about the people I've touched inappropriately (laughs) T- Tony, uh, you, got a little, people, you got a little something on your nose. Tony. There is a <laughs> I'll let, him, lawsuit, let him keep going. <laughs> there is a lawsuit. <laughs> there is a lawsuit pending about that. Let's not mention no. it per the lawyers. But I do want to say... No, no. Mabel, no. No, no. Mabel. No. Shh. You, you signed that gag order. That's not my fault. <laughs> I, Continue, Antonio. Quick story. My first time discovering mega dads (laughs) that's that's gonna be a real quick story (laughs) i was was on the internet 
I was on the internet, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm, pr- this story is 30 seconds tops. I'm, I'm, per- I'm, I'm perusing, right? The internet. So I'm, I'm searching different things. You know what I mean? Let's just say yep. I was, it was a little, uh, it was a little spicy that night on the internet. And I, mm. I was searching for things and I was trying to look for meaty dads, uh, dot com <laughs> and mega dads popped up slip of the hand. You know what I mean? And mm. it's been it's been history ever since. So I I'm just super grateful. Mega Dad's amazing. So proud to be part of it now. Great job, Adam. Hundred episodes. Can't believe it. Thank you. Thank nobody, you. Nobody thought you'd get here. Trust me. No. Nobody. <laughs> Not no, me. nobody did. Proved him wrong. I've been doing this podcast out of spite for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> For the Let's talk about our Mega Dad's dictionary term. Now, this is a game that we play every month where I scan the internet. Actually, you know, full disclosure, I've outsourced this. We now have a crack team of researchers who scour the internet. Uh, they search for ways to make us a little bit more cool and relatable to our kids and to the younger demographic because most of our most of our listeners and viewers are in their mid to late eighties. Um, they bring us podcast. a term or a phrase that we are encouraged to use throughout the course of the episode in order to extend our shelf life of relevance just a little bit longer. And if you use this term correctly, you hear this sound right here, which nets us a punch on our punch card. Holy shit, this thing's going crazy. Sorry. Oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh okay. I, 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 oh no, it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> Sometimes that happens where it just goes, just goes and goes and goes. Uh, It nets us a punch on our punch card. And then the dad with the most punches at the end of the episode earns what, Antonio? They earn a lifetime supply of those little pizza like things that like they go in the box. So the pizza box doesn't touch the pizza, the little white table. The little little aluminum table thing. I think it's plastic. No, they're plastic. Are they oh. aluminum in Minnesota? You learn something. I don't know. New they're like day. silver and they look kind of shiny. No, no. Oh shit! No. Is oh, that why my microwave blew up? You're t- <laughs> you're talking about where the pizza's brought out on the like riser. Oh. I'm talking about the little white plastic thing that oh, goes that in the thing. box. All right. That anyway, thing. the little Barbie anyway. table. Yeah. You get a lifetime supply of those tables. You get a lot of those. That yeah, you know yeah. that'd be cool because what I could do. With all the toys that I have in my office, I could like I could have like a like an action figure seminar where everybody can sit at their little table and I can make like an auditorium of action figures and then I can and then I can uh, give lectures to my toys. You, you know what? Real just, talk. Just don't just don't see Cloud and Sephiroth together. That's just going to be a problem. I haven't seen one of those tables in a long time. Have you? The pizza tables? Is it no. the economy? Well, we've been we've been hoarding them. There's like a there's like a, a <laughs> we took them all. All right. <laughs> There's We've a been stock saving issue. Them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, the uh, the dictionary term this month, guys. Unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable means that nobody can fuck with you. You are completely untouchable. Your sense of peace and inner and inner joy is is elevated to such a place that nothing anybody can do can fuck with you. You are completely unfuckwithable. What an unusually direct piece of slang. 
<laughs> and I think that's what this episode is going to do for me because I am in need of like a like a shield, you know what I mean? Kind of like kind of like a halo shield how it auto regenerates and then nothing can Yeah, you need protection. Mhm. Every <laughs> uh, Sorry. All right. You guys want to talk about some video games? All right, let's talk about some video games. Rollerdrome is an action game developed by Roll7, published by Private Division, available now for the PlayStation platforms and PC. This was a game, like many kind of double-A games on my periphery, where I wasn't sure if I was going to jump in. I didn't know if it was going to be worth my money, but uh, I saw that it had a free trial with the PlayStation Pluses. So I said to myself, I'm I'm going to try this half hour's worth of Rollerdrome and see if it tickles me in my special places. Uh, Rollerdrome, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like a running man-esque uh, blood sport. It takes place in the future and you are on roller skates in, uh, in enclosed arenas, kind of like a Tony Hawk level almost. And it's filled with enemies who have machine guns, laser cannons, riot shields. There's spider mech tanks. And you are the lone roller skater in this arena. And you have to dispatch everybody in the arena through your sick moves and your vast weaponry that you have at your disposal. Each level puts you in an area with a set number of objectives. The main objective, of course, is to kill everybody in the room. And then there are secondary objectives that you have to complete, like checking them off of a checklist. And in order to do that, you can advance to the next match in the circuit. It'll say you need like eight amount of achievements to be complete before you can unlock this next level kind of thing. Does the level end when everyone dies? Do you have to get all these things done before everyone else is killed? Once the final body drops, the level is over. But at that same token, there's a clock running. And the longer it takes you to complete the level, you'll get penalized. So oh. you can't, I mean, you could theoretically just fart around in the level with leaving one guy left and get all those objectives, but then you're going to get penalized on your high score because you spent too much time in the level. So the game really trains you to get okay. better at it. And it is a challenging game. There are a lot of mechanics that kind of play into each other. For example, the way that you accrue more ammunition in the game is by performing tricks. Pretty much just like you would expect in like a jet grind radio or Tony Hawk style game. Health is regenerated by killing enemies. So if your health gets low, you have to kill somebody. You have to go into the action and take somebody down in order to resupply your health. All the enemies have different styles of attacks. So there will be snipers. There are folks who will shoot laser cannons at you. There are guys who shoot rockets at you and you have to turn around and shoot the missiles out of out of midair. And that's all done with uh, the, plat the push of the L2 button will put you into bullet time. So there's bullet time as well. So imagine you are you are grinding through basically like a half pipe. There's a dude shooting rockets at you behind you and there's a sniper in front of you. You go off the jump, you execute bullet time, you slow-mo take the sniper out in front of you, turn around, and shoot the rockets out of the air behind you right before they get you, execute a flip, reload your ammo, hit the ground, and go propelling towards the next group of enemies. When you play this game really well, it feels 
incredible. So the better you get at this game, the more fun it is. And the feeling of being able to execute all of these tricks effectively and 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 just plow through your enemies at high speeds it's 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 so cool it's very very cool how does the aiming work because it seems like that would be kind of um interesting difficult to do at these again skating and then where you're going plus aiming how does that work so there's a few things that you have to take into account each weapon handles completely differently so your pistols, if you get close enough, you can perform an auto lock. Oh, okay. Uh, and and the bullet time will help. Almost all, almost every time I attack an enemy, I'm using that bullet time, which of course like depletes your stamina, like you would think it would in a normal game. The shotgun has a like a timed element, where if you hold down the aim button, it'll it'll create two crosshairs on either side of the enemy, and they slowly move towards the center. If you shoot while those crosshairs align in the center, you get like bonus damage. Uh, and then there is a uh, charge weapon. It's like a like a laser charge weapon, which um, you hold down the fire button and then you can either hold it down until it gets full energy and then release it, or you can shoot it off into shorter bursts. And then there's a rock uh, grenade launcher, which doesn't have any locking on at all. But obviously if you get that grenade anywhere close to your target, it's gonna blow the hell out of them. Uh, which is, you know, again, it's really cool. And with a with a toggle of the D-pad, that's how you change your weapons mid-game. Track. It's just, I, I'm very impressed that they got all these elements to come together and it receiving, you know, such such good reviews. I mean, yeah. that's got to be hard to do. I would call that an achievement. It's it's 30 bucks um, that I can see on, you know, PC and on console and all that. So. Very there was a there was a limited time sale after it released where it was twenty dollars, but I think that has since expired. Yes. That's lapsed, and that sucks because you very nearly sold me. I've at least been <laughs> trial. Fuck, that sounds cool. Did, did you hear about this before, Will? Because I um, didn't. There were a couple of people that like I follow on Twitter that were really excited about it and really into it. Um, I just. I don't download a lot of game trials to play because I'm like, if I download it and I play it for however long this trial is, an hour, I don't know, and I like it, then I'm going to have to buy it. And then I'm going to have to tell my wife I bought a video game today. We are going to move on. I want to hear all about Will played uh, early sneak peek at a game that I'm very excited to talk about. Splatoon 3 is a third-person shooter developed by Nintendo, published by Nintendo, available on Nintendo on September 9th. I'm bummed because I didn't get a chance to play this preview. I want to hear Will oh, no. show some Splatoon love. All right. So I really like Splatoon. Splatoon 3, uh, last weekend they did a world premiere Splatfest. Splatfest is a special event and they changed them around finally. It's been a two team experience and this time they've added a third. So this time you could be rock, paper or scissors. I, w I did team rock and I was proven right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, for the first, I think it was a 12 hour long demo kind of period. For the first six hours, everything was the same. It was the same um, rules. It's just turf wars the whole way. 
where you just try to ink more territory than the other team, and that's fine. That's good. They've taken Splatoon, and I think it's just even better now. But then, six hours in, they did a halftime check-in, and they talked about which team was winning, and it was Team Scissors. <gasps> so then that brought, in, that brought in the tricolor mode, where since they were winning, Team Scissors got four people, and they are stationed in the middle of this map. And then there were two people each from Team Rock and Team Paper placed on opposite sides. In the center, there was something called, I don't remember what it's called now, but it was like this big objective sprinkler thing. And if you claim it, it'll start shooting your team's color everywhere. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. Dope. <laughs> A lot of people from Team Scissors will tell you that it was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did it put them at a severe disadvantage? Could they not activate it? They could. They could okay. activate it. They could activate it. Um, I think a lot of the pushback from the mode, at least from the team uh, in the center, I think it's just people haven't played this mode before, so they didn't quite know what to prioritize. Because um, at the end of it, Scissors got like third place. <laughs> they went from no first to last. Yeah, it was really interesting. I really like doing it. Because um, team... The second and third place teams can still like splat each other. It's, it's kind of competitive, kind of cooperative. Like if one of the if second or third wins, then you both win. The tricolor mode is absolute chaos. And I think once we get around to it, maybe a different map would be a good idea, but cuz they had they showed one at the last direct that had like three prongs headed into the center. Uh -huh. And that's not the one just here. I think that maybe would have gone over a little better. I played with some of the new weapons. They added two new weapon types, a bow, and they call it a splatana. It looks like a windshield wiper, and I love that about it. That's I don't awesome. really like, yeah, I don't like using it the most, but, you know, I didn't necessarily have a lot of time to play with them. So I stuck with what I knew best. I was a roller. I was having a perfectly adequate time. I was just rolling along, getting all the points, and it, you get little commendations now, like, I would finish and it would say number one home base inker, number one like turf oh, inker, cool. stuff like that. Yeah, you get little customized things like that. I like playing the roller, but there were only two available and I just really wasn't vibing with the special weapon choices. Like the super you get, like you charge up mm. a meter and you can yeah. use a big special weapon. There's there was one where you get a little tank that's shaped like a crab <laughs> and, and you can shoot Gatlings and do like big launchers out of it. But if someone gets behind you, they can just kill you. Yeah. So that was fun. But I was like, ah, I'm getting I'm getting killed, too. I found the best special weapon in the game, or at least the most fun one, in my opinion. It's called the Reef Slider. It is like an inflatable pool toy shark <sighs> that you ride straight out in a straight line. You do kind of a skid sideways and then it blows up. That's and sweet. it just kills everybody in a radius. And that weapon brought me just such an inappropriate amount of joy. I really <laughs> like the Reef Slider. <laughs> so what I did, I went from rolling and getting uh, awards for turf inked and stuff like that. I went with uh, dualies, which is like dual pistols and you get a little dodge move, stuff like that. Then all of a sudden I was getting like number one, number two for like kills and stuff, which is weird because I've never been good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been good at killing people in this game. Mm -hmm. Same. But, yeah, I've I've always been a roller. Yeah. 
when you're waiting for a match, you're in a test range now. You don't just sit there and stare at a list of names until the match starts. You can go play around in a little test fire area and Thank God. Nice. targets and stuff like that, and there's stuff to do. That's huge. That's <laughs> yeah. huge quality of life right yeah. now. I love when yeah, there's do a that. lot of it. Um, it's I I haven't actually gone through ex- done the research myself. It's using like the newest kind of netcode for Switch stuff, like the same stuff you see in Monster Hunter Rise. Mm. It works a lot better, I think. Yeah. I had very few matches go into connect connection issues or like end because of a connection issue. If someone disconnects like right when the match starts, it throws everybody out, which is honestly for the best because if you're playing shorthanded, you're just going to get rolled anyway. And even that didn't happen often enough to where like I couldn't be sure that people weren't just like leaving. I think it worked really well. I didn't really have any like super laggy matches or anything like that. I had like one or two instances of somebody moving around a little faster than they should have been able to. So that would be like a lag issue probably. I think it went really, really well. And I'm really excited to uh, check this thing out when it comes out. I like the new city area that you got to wander around in before. That's always cool. Yeah, they let you wander around in the city. You could go into all the stores, but they would just tell you that you're not fresh enough and that you need to go now. Mm. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that city, because that's the that's like the one hesitation I have about this game is I am not in love with the uh, I don't know how to post apocalyptic wasteland kind of vibe that the game really, okay. really kicked off their impressions with is this this desert mad max wasteland style and i i don't like that talk about the city a little bit i think that is going to be more of a single player mode thing where that aesthetic kicks in okay the city splatsville the city the hub doesn't really give post-apocalyptic vibes to me okay it's just a bigger version a bigger shinier kind of inkopolis square it's just a larger area. There's lots of little nooks and crannies and things to walk through. You don't really get that post-apocalyptic vibe in there. It looks like a it looks like a like apartment buildings and shops yep. and things like that. And I mean, visually, the game has always been fantastic to me. Just the way that the ink looks, and you know, it's obviously fun and all the weapons, the player customization. The the only issue I had was the moment to moment gameplay just never ultimately hooked me. Like a mode that really like captured me. I never felt that like that hook to ink the whole area and you know kill other people so they can stop inking it just never felt right to me and when i get into games i get destroyed by people who've learned all these ways to when you when you hold the button and you go down in an area that you've inked already you move faster you go into your inkling mode or whatever the hell it's called so you go you're swimming in it really fast which is a fantastic idea absolutely amazing uh, part of splatoon is that movement but when you get good at it you can run circles around other mm. people and i've i can't imagine how it would feel like as a younger kid or you know person coming in and just getting destroyed so do you see anything that might win people over from splatoon 2 um to splatoon 3 because again i it's like i love every aspect of it except I just uh, there's something about it that like turns turns me off when I just get destroyed. 
Unfortunately, all the other game modes are in, like, ranked. Have you played any of those modes before? I played Salmon Run, and I liked it. Um, okay. Yeah, That's, I thought... Yeah, Salmon the, Run is good. So you, it's, you're you on a mini team just fighting the AI enemies that are AI, coming yeah. in. It's a, it's a PvE oh. mode. It's entirely cooperative. Yeah. I heard that's going to be completely well, unlocked in the new version, right? It's not going to be a limited time. Yeah. It's going to be just always there. I don't know that. Yeah, they just <laughs> said it. I heard that. Probably. Um, I read it online. Okay, the salmon okay, run is go. going to be at any time. Just collect eggs and bring it back to the yeah. basket. And, and it's think. like a horde mode with right. also other other objectives have happening. And I, I do like that. I like that mode a little better, honestly. They talked about seasonal events where, like, the Salmonids, the enemies in that mode, like, get into Splatsville and you fight them in the hub map. And that's interesting mm -hmm. as hell to me. I want to see what that's about. But that's going to be, like, a limited event kind of thing. You may actually want to give ranked mode a shot. Uh, once, you know, maybe, maybe give, like, a week for some of the cream to rise to the top, you know. Yeah, I always do. Um, so that you play around with the kids at your level. Because then you end up with the more <laughs> explicitly objective-based levels, like Clam Blitz and Rainmaker and stuff like that. Uh, Splat Zones, which is an area control. Rainmaker, you fight over the Rainmaker. You have to shoot it, pop the shield, then you grab it, and it works like a bazooka, and you try to get it onto a platform on the opposing side, where you slam it down and you win. Clam Blitz, you get a bunch of... There are clams all over the place. You can splat other people, take their clams, and then you go and you throw them in your basket. Kind of like the Salmon Run, except it's competitive. And there aren't, like, big That's boss That's the monsters. problem, then. I haven't played these ranked the modes. Other modes. I really wish that they would put those modes in, like, a di like into regular rotation sometimes, outside of that ranked mode. Because even just putting it behind ranked mode puts this stigma on it that this is where the tryhards live. That's what I always thought. Wow, me too. Yeah. I've never yeah. tried ranked mode. Me either. I thought it was the same stuff. It Maybe is, I... No, it is not turf war, yeah. The only, mo the only mode wow. where like, it really matters is splat zones. Because then it gives you a designated square. It's marked in like the center of the map. And once you ink enough of that, the whole thing turns your color and you defend it. And like it becomes kind of a, a zone control game. Skill-based matchmaking to me is like an incredible thing. It's like, don't you want to play with other people at your skill? For some reason, on the internet, I hear people railing against skill-based matchmaking. It's like, well, because eventually they hit their ceiling. I mean, but wouldn't you always be playing against people still, like at your high level? I mean, isn't that what you want? It's like, no, I want to beat up on little kids. Like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they want to beat up on little kids. That's and wild. they don't they don't like hitting that part hitting that ceiling where they're at right now and they get bumped up just a little higher and now they're the they're the kid that's getting bullied and they don't like it when the shoe's on the other foot. Um same music I I guess. Yeah, very much the same kind of which is fine. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's good shit. It's good shit. I'm really excited for it. Honestly, I feel like when this game first got announced, I was like, oh, okay, that looks like more of the same. But if you actually pay attention to the stuff that they're adding in, it seems like there are a lot of new options. Uh, you're mm -hmm. going to jump into this game and you're going to have a lot of stuff to do besides just painting the ground. <laughs>
the the three of us getting together on a squad, we would be unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable. Yeah. Good one, Adam. Pro move. Death Stranding is an action walking sim game developed by Kojima Productions, originally published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4. Is this now not published by who's so oh, originally it was the PlayStation <laughs> game. So this is Sony. Mm-hmm. This is who's handling the publishing now on the PC side. It's somebody else now, isn't it? Oh, oh, I don't know. I, no, no, because there's a PlayStation we form. We've broken format pl- so hard. So when we're you, f- so fucked. Episode you, 100 is ruined. There's a game boot? about delivering mail and it's available on Game Pass. Let's talk about it. All right. I, 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 first of all, before you start, this was my game of the year. The year it came out. I fucking no love way. this game. Are you serious? Absolutely. Let's talk right. about it. Death Stranding was a um, PS4 game released in November 2019. And it was, you know, the, the feather in the cap of PlayStation fans saying, look, we got <laughs> Kojima making another, you know, great fantastic weird game and you know xbox you have no games that was the whole like thing right so now <laughs> it, was baked are... in, it was baked into the title that was actually the subtitle <laughs> of the game death stranding xbox has no games <laughs> death stranding is now on pc game pass so it's like uh you know included if you get the you know console xbox game pass and pc game pass bundle a uh, subscription mm-hmm. but i downloaded it on my pc and tried it and um i don't know <laughs> it's it, it's it's an, it's, an, it's an action game walking sim I, i'm playing it because i was very intrigued at to Have see you if yet yeah. Oh, he's pissed. Uh-huh. Oh, he's yeah. pissed. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did you make it into a bomb? No. Make your pee into a bomb. Can you do that for real? Yeah. You use your pee bombs to to scare away ghosts. Are you kidding? I'm not fucking with you, man. Okay. They're pee pee so, bombs. I've done the prologue in chapter one, and I'm in chapter two. And long story short, I mean, I'm sure most people know, but it's, you know post-apocalyptic world with a lot of um hazards in it and for whatever reason that they haven't really explained you're like a courier type person who does deliveries in this hazardous world and you norman Reedus, uh, your character sam is his name goes around and you know d- delivers things and you get points and, and a rank and depending on how efficiently you get packages there and with less damage and then the actual story is just very convoluted it's like classic kojima about like america's fallen and how do we rebuild it and it the thing about the game um is i thought that the gameplay would be for me in the sense of oh, I want to do this as efficiently as possible and I don't really mind that it's, you know, a walking sim in the sense of, hey, I am paying attention to my footsteps. You have to keep your balance so you don't mm-hmm. fall. Like, that's 90% of the game in the, or in the yep. early game is you're trekking across a hazardous um, land with uh, not invisible, semi-invisible enemies. You're trying to avoid things and, and get to the goal and it's really about trekking across yeah. vast lands and it's interesting in the sense of uh 
like if you played Fallout or you played anything like that, just the sense of the world being barren and dangerous is there. Um, the music is haunting and amazing and ethereal, and I like that. Um, you use the left and the right stick to keep your balance and hold on to the gear that you put on your back, and you're able to you know, carry a ludicrous amount of, of things on your back. They haven't really explained how either to me yet, but it's watch your step game and don't go down this incline too fast or you'll start to slide and, and, and you can't go in rivers uh, if they're, or they're too deep and moving too fast. Um, that I thought I was going to like more. I knew that I was going to be a little turned off by the weirdness of the story, but the gameplay hasn't really gotten me yet um there's a multiplayer aspect where people leave like items and tools to make your traversing easier so it's got to like that that journey oh wow other people are kind of put a bridge here for me somebody, yeah, somebody put a rope here for me we're interacting this is a strand game or whatever the hell he's doing <laughs> so and that's that's all right um I think in the later game and things that I've kind of seen, you get more traversal options and more tools and you go to different um, places and you're supposed to trek across the whole U.S. Again, I'm in the beginning. They're just showing you kind of like how this works, but I'm not sold on the gameplay. The story is just bat shit. Ko Kojima's unfuckwittable when it comes to <laughs> bat shit. <laughs> And, and I was wondering, I knew what I was getting myself into because, yeah. you know, the, you already know it's like there's a baby, there's like black. There's a baby in a jar on your chest. Yeah. There, there's like, you know, I, <laughs> I was, I was prepared for this to be weird, but I wasn't prepared to, for the story to be so morbid without spoilers, mm -hmm. you're carrying a dead body for quite a bit early game right and usually in my games i like to start carrying corpses at least a couple hours in if you, you hit gotta warm the, up first yeah if you hit the balancing a corpse on my back too early it turns me off so <laughs> i like there's a lot of like death and cancer and like you know like fucking sad and i was not i don't think i'm in the head space for that right now and it's like oh you're alone and the fucking rain burns your face off and like i'm just <laughs> like i am not you're expecting a happy game titled death stranding, death stranding. <laughs> well, no, there's a black and green and gray color palette there's not that much action to really like no. break it up like usually the action uh, is the least compelling part of the game I I, I want to like smash something's face in, you know. Like I want to like you're playing blow, the wrong game. I want to blow something you, up. It doesn't you ramp up to mean? that. There are so, boss fights. There are action sets that you have the opportunity to have more action later in the game. And if you are enjoying the game the way that I enjoyed the game, those are going to be the least uh, enjoyable segments of the game. There's a it's so interesting to to try to be like, oh, 
let me figure out why this is happening or give me some context to why this looks that way the enemy designs like really fantastic the the audio is really great again visuals are good the sci-fi aspects of your gear and the vehicles and and all that it's very interesting but something that i know about kojima is he loves to never give you that answer that you're looking for so i'm a little worried about do i get to the end of this and say holy crap i spent like 30 hours on this and i didn't get any payoff because it could totally happen like i it's i'll it's tell wild. you this without without tipping the hat of the game at all um Erdo and i both finished this game around the same time and we had completely different uh reactions to that ending he his reaction was i just wasted my time with this game my reaction was holy shit this was an incredible experience that i probably will never have again the uh the uh, it's really hard to explain what about this game is so compelling and so good to a person who will not click with the game you know, if you're talking about this game with other people who enjoy it, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I fucking climbed that waterfall with the rope and the ladder, and it took me like 20 minutes, and it was the most satisfying thing ever. Or a person who's like looking for an action monster shooter, like I think you kind of thought maybe this would be, I don't know that this is the game for you, because to me, I had a moment in this game uh, towards the midsection where you're kind of in the snowy mountainous area, and mapping my course up the up the up to the peak of this mountain and kind of choosing my route and my gear and the proper amount of cargo to make sure that I could make it up that whole journey of me against the elements aided with the 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 tech and the skill set that you get in the game was such a compelling moment of of quiet intensity you know it, it's it's like you're literally scaling this mountain and you could get fucking halfway up this thing and fall and lose all your shit and it was all for nothing or you can make that journey using your your tools and you get to that cargo destination and you look down that mountain that you just scaled in real time and there's such a sense of achievement in that that i found very very gratifying the survival aspect of it is intriguing to me and i haven't really gotten there because it's kind of like um, yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't call it short, but the no, first it slows in, you into it for yeah, sure. The, the first initial treks are, <laughs> I think they're long, but they're, they're obviously going to be shorter than the later like objectives yeah. and missions. So I, I do find that I'm going to keep going. Um, good, good. This, no, you're not. Cause I'm going to talk now. No, I mean, <laughs> because this, 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 game, this, game. this game, this game's not for you. This, this game's not for you, Mr. Riceroni, and I'm sorry, and that happens, oh. and it's okay. <laughs> but I'm going to give you another, I'm going to give you another game that's on Game Pass that you should play, that I need you to play, because I need, I need to watch your process as you experience this game. Near Automata. Played it. Did you like it? I bounced after the carnival. Podcast timeout. <laughs> fucking terrible god damn it no bad take absolute no i sat here and i was like so excited i'm like oh my god this game automata has all these things and it would make him happy and it's good it, like it 
is way more in line with what he's talking about. He's talking about this game, and then he bounced after the carnival? Fuck! No, you're on timeout! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! I'll tell you why, I'll tell you. I don't know enough about Nier Automata, but I will say that when I heard that, like, you don't actually beat the game until you beat the game, like, eight times, (laughs) that is a heavy deterrent. Okay. It's three. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm not done. Two and three are like less than half the first one. Like it is notably different. It is not playing through the whole ass game. It's a hard pill to swallow though, isn't it? I can see why it would be, but like even at the end of just one, I mean, I feel like it does a good job of delivering. Is it more like, I don't know if, I assume you played Resident Evil 2, right? Yeah. Is it more like that, where it's like the B-side, it's kind of the same, but it's from a different perspective and it's different? It kind of is, but you you get a lot more narrative on that side because that character has a lot, has a vastly different skill set. Got it, got it. Okay. All right, well, we're going to move on because we spent enough time talking about a game that came out, I think, two, three years ago. <laughs> Wait, um, on PC Game Pass, it's it has ultra-wide support. And oh. I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have an ultra wide monitor, and the 21 by 9 is gorgeous. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, I All love right. that game. I love that game. I'm gonna keep going with it. Good, good, good. I'm very well, happy to hear that. I'm well, glad you're. I'm glad you're. That is, that is the certain. last thing I expected you to say after everything you've said about. It. <laughs> and I'm gonna go back but, to near just for you. Aww. Look, in we're next, all friends. Check in next month to see what Antonio felt about being pushed through near. All right, I'm gonna talk really briefly about uh, an expansion for a game that just came out. I just got a code for it, uh, and I'm excited. I've been playing with it, and I'm having a good time. Aliens Fireteam Elite Pathogen is an action shooter developed by Cold Iron Studios, published by Focus Entertainment, and it's available right now for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I reviewed this game when it came out about a year ago now, I think. Uh, I gave it a three and a, I gave it a three and a half when it came out. Um, it is a it is a very fun alien shooter that's kind of dressed up like Left for Dead. Uh, it's a it's a cooperative three versus an army of aliens kind of game. A lot of the same staples from uh, a typical Left 4 Dead type experience where there there are different uh, special classes of characters that'll like spit at you or explode on you or there are brutes that'll rush at you. And then there are giant uh, horde events where they'll all come swarming at you and you got to hold your ground while you're trying to set up a bomb or open a door or something like that. So it's very, very familiar if you've played that kind of game. Really good as far as like the visual and the audio cues from the movie, like the sets, the environments look like you're you're walking through an actual film. All the sounds are there from the pulse rifles to the screeching of the aliens uh, to the to the pinging of the motion tracker. Really fun to play moment to moment, but flawed very much in its presentation and narrative uh, choices that they make in the game. Uh, I, I remember calling out very specifically, this game has like a character creator at the beginning of it. So you're not playing a role. You're kind of like a nobody in the story and the story happens around you and you hear voice chatter from like your commander on the ship and the people that are the NPCs in the mission that you're playing. But your character is just kind of like going through a story 
as as like a pawn, right? So I I thought that was kind of that kind of hurt the experience where I didn't feel like I had a lot of agency in the plot. Even though the plot was cool, I felt very detached from it. This is a DLC that's coming out about a year later. It's a story expansion. It's got three levels to it. It's more of the same, but you know, I, I'm enjoying going back to the experience and having something fresh and new to, to do. You're going to this mountain ruin uh, to investigate a, a hive there. There's this really cool storm that's coming in. So like as you're playing the first level, you're you're racing to get to the ruins before this big electrical storm comes in and cripples your communication with your ship. And you can see it. You can see it approaching in real time. The first level is like completely outdoors and on on the side of this mountain so you like if you look up in the sky you can see the rain pouring down and the lightning striking and it's really different from the main aliens experience where th that first level it's like pure daylight to see the xenomorph running around on the side of a mountain in pure daylight is kind of cool there's like a there's like a contrast there's like a contrast of of light and dark in there where it's like the sun is shining on them but there's like trees on the side of this mountain that cast shadows you could they kind of dart in and out of light and it's there's something really cool about that and kind of unnerving to see the, that menace coming at you on you know that that husky daylight as the storm's rolling in so that first that first level is really cool and then uh without spoiling too much as you get into the mountain and explore deeper and deeper towards the core you find new menaces and new breeds of creatures to battle which um, was kind of a problem with the core game was it was a lot of xenomorphs and then there were some androids that you fought, but it was a lot of repetition on that front. And this new DLC chapter does a good job of introducing new kinds of monsters, which are visually different, but also kind of familiar. And it's just, it's really cool the deeper you go into this to see uh, kind of that descent into the heart of this new threat. At its heart, it's more of the same. So if you really liked Fireteam Elite, you will enjoy this a lot. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I could recommend it. I don't know that it necessarily greatly enhances the experience, but I'm glad to have more. I would have really liked to see this game succeed so that we could get like maybe Predator DLC or something like that. There's a lot of promise in this game, and I think at its heart, it's a really fun experience, especially if you were to have that uh, online buddy to play it with. I know JB really dug this game, and I'm going to see if maybe I can get together with him and play this for Extra Life. It's super cheap right now. I think you could probably get this game for like 15 bucks, uh, and this DLC runs, I think, the same. So um, if you're a big fan of Aliens... You can't go wrong with it. There's been a lot of crap alien experiences. I don't think this quite reaches the heights of like alien isolation. I think that game really nailed the the fear element of aliens that this game never really quite achieves. This is more of like just a straight up action experience. There's nothing really scary about this game, but it's a good time to get together with some space marines and just blow the shit out of these monsters with some movie authentic weapons like rocket launchers, smart guns, flamethrowers. It's all in there. The only thing they're missing is the power loader. All right, we're moving on. Will has been playing a series that I know he's uh, he's been on the periphery of. He's been on the fringe of diving into this franchise for a while, and I want to see if he's enjoying his time with it. 
Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is an RPG developed by Monolith Soft, published by Nintendo, and available now on the Switch. Take it away, yeah. Will. Okay. Talk about big so, robots. Yeah, it's a Nintendo game. It's a JRPG. This should be a series that I'm invested in. It should be a series that I've been following every step of the way, but I just haven't. So... I, I mean, they keep making new ones and I keep hearing people talk really positively about the new ones. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't played the other two at this point. So then, you know, I entered this Twitter giveaway and I won. So now I've got one, two, three Yay! and X, which is a Wii U game, which I am unable to play at the moment because my gamepad doesn't charge. But that's mm -hmm. another problem for another time. Um, so I'm, I'm playing the first one. I'm playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1. And I, I have I have checked my expectations for this game. I know it is the oldest. I know this was a fucking Wii game when it came out. <laughs> this was a Wii game that's been ported and redone and stuff. And the thing that surprises me the most, given that background knowledge about it, the areas in this game are fucking huge. Yeah. The zones are absolutely enormous and there are some big ass monsters walking around in them with hilarious names like immovable Gonzalez and stuff like that. And so it's just this <laughs> big ape and he's standing on a little bridge and he's called like immovable Gonzalez and I'm like okay. <laughs> I don't know why he's called that, but I'm not going to go there cuz he's level 85 and I'm level like 20 something. <laughs> So like he'll he'll kill me if he thinks about me too hard, because uh, yeah, once stuff gets higher than your level, things get out of control very very quickly. Um, I've I've enjoyed my time with it so far. I'm still kind of learning and getting acclimated. Uh, my biggest criticism so far: there are so many side quests. There are too many side quests, mm -hmm. and some of them could just not be here at all i every time you walk i go to a new zone and i find a guy and i talk to him he's got the little quest marker there's always one who's like oh i'm so glad you're here we're having problems with these enemies over here go kill some and i'm like i mean okay i was gonna do that anyway probably but all right and i'll accept the quest and the only reward is cash just cash money and then the conversation will conclude and he'll have another mark over his head. Like, oh, he's got another one. <laughs> like, now that I'm thinking about it, we also have problems with uh, some bats over here. And he'll have like five. He'll have like five of these. I'm like, For no, one this could have. One dude, yeah, will be like five quests and they're all kill monsters. Mm. They're all just fucking kill monsters. So, like. <laughs> I accept them because I'm going to get money for doing something I would do anyway. But this could have been very easily handled as just like some kind of in-game checklist or something where if you've killed this combination of things, you get a little bit of money. Like it could it could have been just like a hunting list and then like eight NPCs are out of a job and I don't have to hit the A button another 60 times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tempered because some of these have better storylines and flow to them and some of them are just MMO quests mm. which boggles my mind because this was a Wii game there was absolutely no reason to have MMO style quests on here um, 
I, I'm using the Japanese audio option because the dub voices I can't. I fucking <laughs> can't with those. Um, it's it suffers from a problem that you see in RPGs sometimes, where everyone is English, everyone is oh. British. Um, I'm worried about that with Final Fantasy 16. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, and I. I saw the option in there and I'd seen I've seen clips of this game before, but I went ahead and I like looked up a video comparing voice clips and I did not need to get more than like two or three minutes in. And I'm like, you know what? OK, I'll just read it. I'll just I'll just read this one. I think I'll just read this one and recognize every 12th word. It's fine. It's better than some of these voices. That problem may get better as it goes on, because, again, this is this is an older game. You know, they certainly weren't putting as big a budget into it. Maybe it doesn't get better. Maybe I keep hitting that option, but <laughs> for now, I can try to make excuses for it. But that's the only thing I'm going to make excuses for, because this is a JRPG ass game from like 10 years ago. Yeah. And that's going to tell you everything you need to know if that sentence did not actually excite you stay away from it don't (laughs) just don't did you like the combat i'm getting i'm coming to grips with the combat i'm i'm slowly getting the pieces i need to really make the combat work um i do think i'm starting to enjoy it i find that uh everybody has like this central talent this central core ability and the main character his is his special sword and you can do stuff like make people faster or shield or whatever. I'm not getting as much utility out of that as I'd like to. Um, it has very specific use cases sometimes. Like if you're fighting a big like a big boss or just like a really powerful enemy, every once in a while it'll be like, oh, you'll have like a little brief vision of the future and that makes sense in context, but I'm not going to give it. And... Uh, like uh, the enemy's going to use this huge attack on this character in 12 seconds. And then I can go into his abilities and I can find a counter for that and I can protect them. And I like that. But I'm not getting a ton of usage for the other 90% of it combat encounters that I'm in. Because even his big slash in that mode is only really effective against one specific kind of enemy, the robots. All his other little abilities are fine. I have perfectly adequate use cases for all of them. I'm finding out how to synergize and use the combos to take enemies from like break to topple to daze, like status effects to like kind of build and incapacitate. And the chain attacks I'm slowly coming to grips with. The pieces are here and I'm kind of excited to see where it goes from here but I've definitely come into this game with the expectation that I am playing... I'm playing a cult classic that is standing on the shoulders of its successors. And that's why it's like on the the Switch period at this point. And understanding that this is an older game and it's going to have some design decisions that do not pass muster in 2022, I'm still having a good time. The latest edition, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 from what I hear has a lot of quality of life changes and learns from, you know, the, you know, the back and forth questing and like, I don't want to hit this button a million times. So I would love for you to 
give your impressions on that if you ever get around to it because I mean, that's why that's, I'm talking about this very old game right now I love mm-hmm. sequels in the sense of when they really like start polishing an idea like yeah. that uh, you know the world and the system and the, all that I love it well, that's, that's the thing it's like I grew up playing JRPGs JRPGs were my absolute jam for the longest time Seems and then I just I just like migrated towards experiences that were a little bit more immediate, a little bit more faster with their reward and didn't demand so much intensity. And so that's why when a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out and it radically changes kind of like the setup and formula, you've got these two camps of people who are like, they've bastardized this game for a more casual audience. This is not my Final Fantasy VII. And then you've got guys like me where it's like, Thank God they did this so that this game is suitable to my current play style and accessibility needs. I fucking love the quality of life shit that they put into like Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 7 remake. And it's just like it doesn't demand so much of you hearing will talk about all these different mechanics and all all the acclimation he's got to do to the combat and shit. I hear that and I'm like, fuck this game. Yep. But okay. um, then definitely stay away. Like it's dated. This yeah. is a dated ass experience. And I find myself like looking at a game, not to, not to deviate from Xenoblade here, but like I look yeah, at sure. a game like Live Alive or Live Alive or whatever the fuck that. this game, Lava yeah. Loaf. And I'm like, <laughs> this is exactly what I would have loved 15 years ago. But I don't know if that's for me anymore. And I find myself not buying this game, which yeah. seems is, weird. This is, should be the game that I want more than anything. Well, here's the thing. that That is the idea of this game. This is Live Alive. Like, I want to play Live Alive, but that's a me problem. That is a person. <laughs> that is a character flaw, and I understand that. And I will play it at some point. I haven't yet. But that is that is an excellent like case for this is how other people feel. When they look at like, when people who have never played Final Fantasy, like old ones, look at the pixel remakes. Right. This is what this it's like to see a remake of the game from that era that you have no nostalgia for because it wasn't released here. You can't unless you like played uh, a translated ROM on your PC or something. It's really interesting. Like it's a novelty is what it is. It's a game that didn't come out here when it was supposed to. Or, well, when it was made, it was supposed to was a strong word. But uh, <laughs> it's it's really interesting. And then uh, you mentioned Remake, 7 Remake. I will go ahead. Like, I love Remake. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing. I love that they're doing something different. Remake is a complete red herring of a subtitle for that experience. Like, I get it, but it doesn't mean what any of us thought it meant yeah. before we played it. True. That is true. I, I just wanted to say that, but like, fuck, I love it. I'm looking forward to Ever Crisis, which is more of what those yes. other people are upset about. Yes. What they want. But, so excited. Uh, I love quality of life. Same as you. I'm All right. excited to get through this one and play the ones that came out on Switch and are more contemporary and see whatever. What all the These are huge ass games, aren't they? Um, two long. and three are. I looked up how long to beat this one and it was like 50 Okay. That's so, not like, this long. one is. That's long, so. It's not long for one of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
future. It's not long for one of these. It's Will can probably, do it. He's got RPG night. <laughs> I, I do. It uh, It's pretty average, I think, in length for games of its time. It's not a massive Persona-ass game, from what I can tell. That brings us to the end of level one. And now we're going to throw it to our community manager, JB, with an update on the Discord leaderboard. And we're also going to take a moment to let you know all about our membership rewards program, Mega Dads Plus. Got all sorts of good shit happening in there, and we want you to be a part of it. So don't go away, because we'll be right back after this break. It's time for the triumphant return of Discord Leaderboard. Here at the Megadads Discord, we have a bot that tracks how much and how often each member posts. And every so often, we tally those up and determine our most active members. In recent memory, those members are... In third place, Brian S. In second place, N. Johnson 5513. And in first place, Wookie. And our most active Megadads team member is Hypecaster. As of September 1st, all post counts have been reset. So get out there, get chatting, and maybe next time you can be on the Discord leaderboard. Megadads Live and everything that we do here at Megadads, it's all powered by Megadads Plus, our membership rewards program. You can go to patreon.com slash megadads and become a plus member for only $1 a month. And you can help support this show and everything that we do across the board. Our plus members for the month of September 2022 are Spokes, Julie Vernetti, Emily Smith, Brent, John DeFrancesco, Mike Salvino, Eric Jones, Brendan Myers, Estuardo Zenteno, The Snack Network, Brandon Wilson, Constantly Calibrating, Ryan Enderlead, and Petey McD, and our Hundo P Club members with a lifetime support of $100 or higher. That's Andy Penzik, Timothy Alf, The Bafo Yucks Dudes, Tony Hughes, Jesse Waldeck, The Nintendo Dads Podcast, Justin Masson, Dan Nagan, Johnny Casino, David Snyder, and the Doughboy himself, Dave Soto. Thank you all so much for supporting Megadads Live for 100 episodes. And let's get on with the rest of the show. Welcome back to Megadads Live, episode 100. It is the Hondo P episode of Megadads Live. We're so glad that you are still with us listening to all this BS that we're spewing in your direction all these years. Uh, big thank you to those plus members for helping us keep the lights on here at Mega Dad's headquarters. Guys, I'm I'm feeling good. I th- I think this episode is going well. Plus, plus, I have an empty house upstairs. My wife took the kids to a movie that I had zero interest in seeing. I got out of it. It was fantastic. What they movie? Super Pets. I don't oh, want no. Oh, no. Mm, hard pass. I am in this great position where, like, somehow I have managed to expose my children to good media, you know, <laughs> like really awesome shit that's like borderline inappropriate for their age. But like, I enjoy watching it and they enjoy watching it. We're watching She Hulk right now. And Ooh. like, She Hulk started off like really just fine. And like, each episode kind of gets a little bit spicier. 
And I heard there's like this big twerking scene coming up in the next episode. And I'm like, nice. Ah, I think my son's going to see his first jiggly butt. And I'm excited about that. But also, I think my wife's going to judge me. It's 2022. Your son's seen plenty I've, of jiggly butts. Trust I've, me. I've seen that scene as a gift devoid of context. It's curious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just two people twerking in what looks like an otherwise empty office. Yeah. It's a corner office. It's nice. But God, like, God bless I'm America. Like, what, you know I'm what I mean? Just, what led? Like, like what, what leads to this? Alcohol usually, but God, <laughs> God knows. Twerked at him. I don't think I've ever like effectively executed a proper twerk. Cause like when you watch somebody twerk proper, there's so much like butt lift involved. Yeah. That isn't necessarily true. about like your spine or like your tailbone, but like somehow when a, when a person does a proper twerk, their butt has so much motion and range and volume. Yeah. I mean, I got a fat ass, but I don't have a fat ass like that. So you haven't twerked, but you've wiggled your ass about like an amateur, like a fucking clown. I wiggle my ass at Target, at the public library. You know how dogs wag their tail when they're excited? Don't you just ever wish you had a tail to just like a part of you that you could just wiggle to like I got a penis. Yeah, but something more socially acceptable. Yeah, but that's illegal to wiggle about. In yeah. <laughs> you know, when God gives you a gift, no law can contain it, its its need to, to get out into the world and do good. We don't have to follow unjust laws. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Ju I'm just saying I'd like to have some type of appendage that I could wiggle in public to express myself. That's all. I'm excited because we're introducing a new segment to Megadad's Live to commemorate this 100th episode. People don't know it, but every month our inbox gets flooded with questions from the community, from the media, uh, from everywhere. It's just like a nonstop influx of people heaping praise on us and asking questions about our methodology. Um, and I, I thought, this is the time to really start going through these community questions and giving people the answers to those burning questions that they have. Uh, and I thought today we're going to kick it off with an absolutely staggering question. We were we were contacted by Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise from the movie Top Gun Maverick movie megastar wrote to us and it's. I'll, I'll show you guys the full letter later because it's absolutely astounding. But um, he's got a question specifically for Antonio. And uh, Mabel, could you please read this unbelievable? Wait till you hear this. Like, this is going to blow your mind. Listeners of the podcast are going to hear this question and it's going to change their lives. Uh, go ahead and read that um, whenever you are ready, Mabel. Can you believe that, guys? That's that. That was Tom Cruise. I'm shocked that the he, one and only. I'm shocked that he would seek such, you know, like personal, deep, spiritual advice right? from me. I mean, I've never I'm heard not such a thing. I'm not a guru, uh, right. Tom, but I would say that if deep down in your heart you know then i would go ahead and confess and face the consequences and 
your burden uh, on your soul will be lighter. And I think that's the way to go. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> and and one day, if if your heart is pure, it'll all work out. Thank you for thank you for sharing that with us and and seeking that type of guidance from me. You're a good person, Antonio. See, You're Scientology good. doesn't have all the answers, and, and right. he knows that. And he knows that. He, that's why seeking, he listens. He's seeking a deeper truth, and I think that's what my dad's is all about. All right, you sons of bitches. It's time for the headlines. Every month, we gather around and we say, hey, what are those great big news stories that nobody's talking about anymore? Because we're a monthly show. And then we get together and we talk about our opinions on them. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Gamescom. Just happened. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of these announcements that happened. I want to talk about one game specifically that I have a big old boner for. And then I want to just ask you guys how you feel about Gamescom in general and opening, what is it called? Opening Night Live? Let's see. Gamescom came out. They announced uh, Dead Island 2, like 45 years later. Uh, You're going to kill some zombies. There's a new trailer for Sonic Frontiers. How do you guys feel about that? I'll Um, let Will talk about that one. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen any of the new stuff. I'm just kind of on the fence. Uh, Gotham Knights got a new trailer. I've gone from being interested in this game to I'm not going to play this game. Uh, I It just does not look like what I want out of a Batman game. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with the fact that there's zero Batman in it. <laughs> <laughs> not my bag. Are you guys Harry Potter fans? Does anybody want to weigh in on Hogwarts? I didn't finish the movies. I didn't read the books. I generally like the world. Um, you know, I'm not a JK Rowling fan. Uh, I think it's. It looks the game looks okay. I'm, the game looks oh, the game looks decent. Yeah, I, I think that what I think we're seeing a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, honestly, yeah, it's I about think magic. These slices. <laughs> These little snippets and slices and I I don't I'm just not sure it's all going to gel together is what I'm saying. And and I think it's high promises. And I don't know if the ambition is going to meet the reality. But, you know, who knows? Will, don't take this the wrong way, but you look like a wizard. Is this your jam? (laughs) Um, Okay, let's see. Uh, I didn't finish the movies either. I did read the books. Uh, I read the last couple like day and date they came out. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This was I was very into Harry Potter for a good long time. Um, I have some conflicted thoughts at the (laughs) moment. Uh, I will I will play this at some point. How I acquire it. I'm not sure. I might buy this may be the first used video game I've purchased in quite some time. Um, let's see. Forspoken had a big long trailer. I don't need to see any more of that game. I know what that Ooh. game is. Honestly, at they- this point, I need to see less of that game. Please stop talking. Like every time you put together one of these god awful trailers uh-huh. filled with this god awful dialogue, I'm like, please stop. You're pushing me away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Return to Monkey Island. 
Oh, did they talk about? You want to talk about Return to Monkey oh, Island? Sure, I can. Yeah, okay. I was, I was joking, but I am genuinely excited about it. As, <laughs> as one of the people who did send like two hundred dollars to an internet company for a very fancy Monkey Island collector's edition. That is cool. Um, it is cool. It's it's one of my favorite things. Um, uh, the game has been. It's been twenty twenty two since they announced it. Like late spring, I think, is when they did a, a teaser that was like, hey, this game exists. And Ron Gilbert's making it, the guy who bounced after two and was unhappy with how the series went from there. We'll see how that goes. Um, it comes out on September 19th, which is two days before my birthday. So that is the best present. <gasps> that is a oh, wonderful a nice, present. Thank what you, a nice Devolver birthday. Digital. Right? A sequel I never thought I'd get. One of the reasons that I decided to go ahead and drop the money on the monkey island collector's edition thing from uh limited run games was it's like this is the last monkey island product that's ever going to exist mm. <laughs> and then they made another game surprise okay cool i'll take it i have i have some worries um ron bless his heart he made some very good games he's kind of a crusty man now he's kind of salty <laughs> and I, it wasn't too big a deal for me. I respect the man. I respect, you know, he has problems with some things that I like about how the series went. But then they went ahead and said, if you pre-order it, you'll get a horse armor item that doesn't do anything. <laughs> that I was, was like, funny. Boy, that was funny. Come on. That sure is a joke from 15 years ago, Ron. I don't expect I don't expect to be like devastated by it or let down by it. Like, I'm cool with the visual changes. I think it's a very, like, interesting kind of visual. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily in line, but, like, uh, I mean, they've changed the look of these characters so many fucking times, it doesn't matter. Go for it. Do what you want. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. I knew there was going to be an announcement about this game. They talked about it. I was like, I'll just watch it later. I don't want to watch the rest. And I was, I was right. I was right to do that. Okay, that's I'm done. That's okay. Before I talk about the game that I want to talk about, let's just talk about that. I don't know if I've just developed this bias against Jeff Keighley because, to the because oh of his Haters. because of the way that he is on social media. He he is very open about his bitter uh, rift with the ESA and he dunks every single chance he gets. And I just feel like if you're a person in that position, you got to rise up a little bit. It's like he's achieved what he wants to achieve. So there's just like be the bigger man and move on. And I think just like the the stink of what he has like done in the public eye paints, taints my taints my enjoyment of these events that he holds. Cause like I look at this list of games and it's like there's some good shit in here. Antonio, talk talk to me about how you feel. You don't feel I, the same. I that's think that's why it's gonna be a sandwich of ideas. There I don't know go. if I was yeah. I, I don't know if I was just busy at the time, but I didn't get a lot of like promotions or like I didn't see a lot of people talking about Gamescom or opening night live and I didn't catch it. And right. and there was some good stuff, you know, like um I'm excited for the Expanse Telltale game. I'm excited for that space game. game. 17. <laughs> there is a lot of space game. Well, the Callisto Protocol, I think, is the, one no, of the cool. 
many many horror space games like dead space coming out but i overall like i can see where you're coming from about uh keely's demeanor and how he acts on twitter but i don't know if it affects would i rather somebody else be presenting and you know be introducing games probably i think there could be you know other people but a lot of times i think that these um reveal shows or presentations need less people i don't know if anybody hits the perfect i i I appreciate what he's doing and i rather have it than not because when you start not having things like e3 when you start not having things like a summer showcase or whatever it's we need more not less i think of these things do it better than if you think you could do it better yeah you should absolutely do it better but i feel like 90 percent of summer games fest is stuff that companies were going to do anyway it is that, but i, that I like gets having to jump out in front of and say summer games fest <laughs> I, th- I have a theory that he's a man in a prison of his own design and he's just <laughs> waiting to make enough money to bail I will say, like, I feel I've never had a problem with him until this big falling out thing. And I feel like when he's on camera doing his showcases, I don't mind him at all. I think he does a pretty good job in front of the mic. But I don't know. I just I can't separate the two. When when E3 comes out and says, we're coming back next year with an in-person thing. And two minutes later, he's on the Summer Game Fest account like blasting out hey we're doing this right now hey we're doing this right now don't forget to sign and it's just like it it just seems childish right it's like can't can't mommy and daddy just play nice when the kids are around i feel like there there could be this 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 higher level of presentation and like respectful to the medium kind of stuff we could be doing and jeffy is not that i the, the bottom line is he's unfuckwithable that's just it. The guy's on. The guy's a shooting star. He's only. He's only making his stuff bigger and bigger. Gamescom came and went. That's what happened. But not before they showed off a game that is a 100% Adam ass game. It's called. I don't know. I'm gonna butcher the name. High on life. One of these. No, shut up. <laughs> One of these. <laughs> hot take. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna do it. High on life (laughs) is the most egregiously annoying, juvenile, obnoxious fucking bullshit of a video game I have ever seen in my entire life. I can't make it through 30 fucking seconds of a clip of this goddamn game without wanting to stab myself in the fucking ears so that I don't have to hear these stupid ass weapons talking in their chirpy ass annoying voices. Jesus Christ, I don't know who this game is for, but it is the most fucking annoying piece of interactive entertainment I have ever seen marketed. Fuck this game. Uh, oh, jeez, Adam, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way about our very special oh. video game. Oh, I, oh, I, I can't believe you don't like it. Knifey uh, McKnife, I gotta fucking oh, stab this Oh, Knifey, oh my god, you don't like Knifey? Oh, oh my oh, god. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Knifey McFucking Knifehead. The reviews on this are gonna be so poor. It's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be like, where's Thin? It can't be a full game. Hot like- take! 
he gave me the words. <laughs> We're doubling down on hot take. <laughs> Double hot take? No shit, it's the same stuff. It's Justin Roiland. He's a one-trick pony. This is the only thing he knows how to do. Wait, he got successful one Yes. God, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. He, he got one successful show. And then is like, oh, my God, you got a really successful show. And then what else have you got, Justin? And he's like, uh, the same, the same stuff. We're going to do more. We're going to do we're going to do more stuff. I'm going to say uh, a lot. And uh, we're going to do burps. We're going to do farts. I'm going to say swears. Uh, give me eight more shows and three video games. And they do it. He's this. He's a one trick pony. Because there's one thing for it to feel very improvised, but there's also another thing that he does where it feels like someone is improvising for the very first time in their human existence. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no shit, it's the same thing. It's Justin Roiland. It's all he knows. I just think it's lazy about him not, him not changing his voice at all for like this whole like gun thing, right? I mean, it's all this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one note. There's no way that I could sit through uh, that. Jeez, Antonio, why I, do you feel like that? I like Rick and Morty, but I'm not gonna play that game, dude. Oh, but but we, but I made it just for you. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm sorry, can't. Oh Aiden, man, Aiden, Aiden Chronicle Hundred Heroes is the spiritual successor to the Suikoden Suikoden. So we mm. will. How do you say it? Oh God, um, I would need you don't to see the word. Uh, okay. it's, I think I've always played... with like Suikoden. Suikoden. I played two. You played two. I played one. I never played two. This game okay. is like it. It kind of takes what Square is doing with the HD two D remakes. Only it's like it's like if that game had sexual relations with Anno Mutationum, which kind of takes the thirty two bit retro ode style and it's halfway in between that where it looks like a polished up old ps1 jrpg it's like the original creators of that series and it's the spiritual spiritual successor bringing it forward into a modern era but it looks like what you remember those games to be and i love how games are doing that right now i talked a lot about anno mutation this year and how that game feels like what you remember PS1 games being like this game does that for that PS1 era JRPG and boy am I excited about that boy am I excited about that yeah it's got it's got a very different like the original games had like varied combat styles so you'd had like a traditional Final Fantasy party versus enemies then there were like one-on-one combats and there were actually army versus army battles which were really cool that's I don't know how much this new game is going to borrow from that but there were different types of combat scenarios you would get you started off as like this lone rebel and you would amass a hundred playable characters to your team that you could switch in and out at any time and so obviously with the subtitle 100 heroes they're going to be doing the same thing lots of very different characters all with their own subplots and story missions and side quests and stuff like that i loved the original game and this looks to be like really paying homage to that kind of experience so i'm digging it i'm excited for it I don't want to talk anymore about Gamescom. Antonio, run us down 
what you got your brand new toy so good news everybody we have a steam deck uh we're going to be doing coverage on mega dads about the steam deck and i'm gonna try out some games and tell people what the experience is like and if you have any questions about the steam deck then definitely follow us uh, on twitter and check out i'm sure i'll talk uh, about it you know right now on the podcast and then on a couple of podcasts maybe mdl for the next couple months or so too but it's really amazing um special thanks to my friend clay because he switched pre-order slots for me they're they're so popular with the seam deck that there was a, a queue system so you could put five dollars down for the privilege of waiting in line to buy one and then uh it's been um for me very exciting because i in and looking at what it could do, it's basically a handheld computer that has, uh, you know, it's from Valve. So we have Steam games are the core UI experience. And then it is also that personal handheld computer. So it has, aside from the Steam mode where you can play um, games, it has built-in desktop where you can just use word processors, surf the web. Uh, it's all Linux based. And then there's a store. And in the store, they actually have emulators that you could download. So you go to the store and then you click games and then emulators. And they're all just right there. So you have Dolphin, you have RetroArch. Um, I have a, I think one of them is called PSPX and it's a PlayStation emulator. So I've been playing all sorts of things oh, um, based on so good. <laughs> based on what's good. in the store. Now, I have another friend who has a Steam Deck who has downloaded ROMs. And he wing let, let let's call him Humberto. My friend Humberto <laughs> oh, yeah. is is using the Steam Deck with emulator and ROM. So emulator being like, you know, like the virtual console yeah. and then the, the ROM being the actual games you load up and, and play. Typically it's uh, illegal to combine the two. Uh -huh. You can list online, em you, you can list emulators, you can yeah. list ROMs, but you don't find them in the same place online because it's... You know, that's a it, bad thing to do. That's it's it's a bad thing. To, but Humberto help you if you charge for it too. A, a friend of mine named Humberto uses emulators and ROMs, and he's been playing all sorts of stuff. He's played like they have PSP, they have you know PlayStation, they have they even have Switch stuff. It's it's amazing. I Humberto has played Marvel vs. Capcom two. And it's just a dream come true experiencing that handheld. You can also um, do a little tweaking to make sure that the web browser version of Xbox Game Pass works and add it to Steam so you're in the Steam UI and then there's just a little symbol and then you click it and then boom, it's the, it's the web-based version of Game Pass. And that works very well. My friend Humberto has played all sorts of stuff on there and it's such a joy and i just been wanting uh like fallout new vegas and all sorts of things like on there and i'm just uh, humberto is enjoying all these sheets okay go ahead will i'm sorry i'm ready to take um, all your questions okay all of so your questions. if you can download and install very very legal and extremely ethical uh emulators can you not do that with like 
Xbox, like the Xbox app, why do you got to use the web-based version? There is no native install of the Xbox app on Linux. You can sideload mm, windows okay. um, onto the desktop okay, so parts Linux of the deck. Yeah. I bet so, that's got to be coming, right? <clears throat> Don't you think? I feel Linux? like I feel like Xbox would get in on this. It definitely strikes me as the kind of thing they were not working on in any way, shape, or form until the Steam Deck. There a are Linux version of their app. There's instructions on a Microsoft website for how to use Xbox on the deck. So they have really? their own instructions and are encouraging the use on the system, which is wow. What a but the native a, thing has gotta be coming. Yeah, it's gotta I, be. I mean, it's got to be. They haven't said. I haven't seen anything yet. But let me They're tell you it. that no. when you have certain games on deck are quote unquote playable. Some of them are verified. Different levels of compatibility where they've been tested by, you know, Valve, and they're telling you, hey, if you buy this game, it's gonna work very well. Whereas other games may have some issues with, you know, UI. Like the way that it works is you have the uh, Steam Deck with the, you know, paddle controls. So they have like touch sensitive pads like they did on the Steam controller um, that work surprisingly well. Um, back paddles, standard joysticks. There's so many different inputs, including touch. So a lot of times you'll boot up a game that isn't like exactly um 100% confirmed to work but if mm -hmm. you use the touch controls to get past the first clicks on the menu you can start to play without an issue it's just it's hard to sometimes work out the kinks of okay it's not built to boot up with these controls like the steam deck can't talk so it's, it's to a the, controller to the interface issue. sometimes yeah and i don't know enough about the inner workings of like pcs to um tell you and i can say that a, a big thing that people have said is the steam deck is very it's not user friendly in a lot of different ways in that if you encounter a problem you are going to have to go into the settings and tweak some things maybe the game is a little too beefy to run without any frame rate hiccups so what the steam deck allows you to do is open a sub menu and you can cap the frames per second at say 30 or 60 or whatever you want to do. Um, you can adjust resolutions and window size. It's it's all the PC deep settings that you think that you'd have. And you can tweak everything to create the experience that you want. There's so much to play. I've been playing Persona. Uh, Humberto has been playing Persona. Anyway, awesome stuff. Um, it's a whole, I think it's a, a pound and a half. It's, it's, it's a significant, significantly heavier than a switch, but I've had no comfort issues. It feels very well balanced. And a lot of people have noted that I predict that people will make, if the marketing is right, people will make the decision to buy this over a switch. It is criminal how much they're charging for a base switch for what it can do and the power that it has compared to this and you'll find many people say that it's become their primary console there's just so much you can do and play on it i'm incredibly happy with this i would i would advise if you're at all interested to get into the pre-order line the way that they've said is that the first pre-orders that went out 
um, are all going to be fulfilled um, by the end of the year. I believe is what they said. All quarter three and quarter four reservations were moved up recently. And then they are opening up into the Asian market. So they're ramping up production. So you should be able to get one fairly soon if you pre-order. Whereas someone who pre-ordered in the beginning waited close to a year. Now you're going to get it much sooner within a matter of months. All right, Will. Let's let's uh, let's start talking. You want to talk about Evo? Yeah. Evo's fun. It was exciting. It happened after. It happened like right after the last uh, recording we did. <laughs> so this is a very old story, but I haven't got to talk about it yet. Evo was back. It was uh, it was in person again this year. Um, but they seem to have done a really good job with, um, you know, uh, safety not measures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It seems to have done a pretty good job of not killing people. Um. It's a lot of fun. It's a big fighting game tournament. It's the big fighting game tournament, at least in North America. But you see a lot of uh, international competitors, too. Uh, it's a, kind of a... <laughs> you definitely have to pick which game you want to watch if you're watching on, like, day one or day two. But Sunday is always where the money shot is. It's top eights all day long finals. And the Street Fighter V final this year was absolutely fantastic. I saw um, you. I saw you exerting <laughs> yourself on Twitter in a way that you never do. You were like, you were like social media ejaculating all day long. I was. Idom. Idom had me hype. Uh, he is. I think he was the last American left in the top eight, and um, he was in. It's a Evo is a double elimination tournament, so you can lose once and you get sent to the losers bracket and you play on from there. You lose again, you're out. He came in to the top eight, the finals for Street Fighter V in losers, on losers side. And he had to play through like a who's who of the Japanese Street Fighter scene. He had to play against like some absolute no shit legends like uh, Daigo, Daigo the Beast, who's been playing competitively since Street Fighter (laughs) 2. He is, I mean, you know, he's not necessarily the top guy anymore but he's still really, really good. He had to play through several former champions and and he did. He was, he beat them and like he was taking them to school. He was thrashing them quickly mm. and he got all the way to the final. It was so exciting to watch it go. He got to the grand finals against the, against the last person and he actually took the first set. He reset, he sent the other guy two losers it was grant it was uh they call it like a bracket reset because you have to the (laughs) the last person in winners has to lose twice right this isn't the sylvester stallone film over the top where the guy in losers can win one game and then the tournament's over uh that was a great movie movie that was a great movie it is he drives a semi through the front of that dude's house he's like where's my son (laughs) my son in here (laughs) i'm sorry I'll go. I'll go next door. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't sue me. But still, he should have had to win another match. But that's whatever. I'm not here to split hairs about top over the top. I can, I guess, <laughs> if we want to. But it was a lot of fun. It was one of the most exciting um, Evo runs that I've watched happen. He didn't take it. He lost that second set in finals. But man, it was really great to watch and. Um, 
Yeah. You're not, you're not like, this is like your sports, huh? Like you're not yeah. a sports guy, right? Sometimes, but no, not, not, not like, this. not like this, <laughs> not, not like this. No. Do you have like a foam um, finger in your living room where you eat nachos and. No, I didn't have a foam finger. I, I ate pizza. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. That's like big nachos. So do you, do you do fighting games on your channel? I don't, um, I don't ever see you really promoting. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it a little bit on my channel. I'm self-conscious <laughs> about how bad I am. Tell them about games. Street Fighter. Tell them. Tell them about Street. What about Street Fighter? I'm bad at it. I love the games. I love the characters. But I, God help me, I cannot play it. He plays Street Fighter. I do play it. I'm just not very good. <laughs> and I get embarrassed on the internet. It's like singing in public. You know you know you're good at it, but when you have to do it in front of other people, it's just I'm, I'm gives you butterflies. Yeah, no, I like to do it. Maybe I'll get over myself at some point and stream it again. I talked a big game about doing it all the time. I did I did it once and I got and it went pretty well, even. You know, I lost, but I was very cool about it. And then it came time <laughs> to do it again the next week. I was. I was like, oh shit. That's great. Um I'm learning stuff. The, the guy who, like, the one guy, like, I, okay. So on that stream, I was just like, I need to find my main. I need to pick this game back up, try out all the new characters, find my main. And I was playing through some stuff, and this guy in chat popped. Up. I was like, hey, you want to do a, a match? I was like, yeah, you are going to beat the shit out of me, but okay. And he did. He beat the shit out. He beat the shit out of me several times, but he was very cool about it. Gave me some pointers. And then the next week came up, and I'm like, I don't know that I can go online and do this again. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, like you're, you're gonna you're, get me into you're the getting new that, you're getting into that new one though aren't you oh yeah six that, oh yes yeah i think i'm get, even gonna get that and i'm probably 10 times worse it. than you get in on it let's do yeah. it oh my god yes no i yes all about six very excited about everything i've seen about six looks like they're gonna correct a lot of mistakes that five launched with I just I don't I don't know I look at I look at the three of us and mm -hmm. like if there's one thing that I think people can immediately identify is that we would be really good in a fight all three of us <laughs> you'd be really good against in like a, a chicken or something like an impromptu fist fights are too fast <laughs> <laughs> that'd be all right well that's gonna bring us to the end of the level two segment we're gonna go into uh, our our producer poppin. It's traditionally this is our producer poppin time, but this month is very special because we have a lot of messages that people that we've worked with, people from the community have sent in. Um, so our elevator is extremely full. Uh, it might be exceeding its weight limit. People may die, uh, but Mabel, go ahead and call up that elevator. They, they signed the forms, right? They signed those waivers. Welcome to Sky Zone, motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, uh, Megadads, it is us, the Nintendo Dads. Congratulations on your 1,000th episode. This is... Oh, no, sorry. No, oh, no. Sorry. What's wrong, Tim? No. It's it's one zero zero. Oh, it's 100 episodes. Yes. Decimal points That's are it? fun. Yes. They've only, they've only done 100. 100. They've been around for like 100. eight years like us. They've only, only done 100. Only 100. 100. And they want us to celebrate that. No, we're recording still, Justin. We're still recording. 100. Really? 100 episodes, yes. huh? Yes. And seeing them eight years? Really? Just 100, hey? Just 100. Huh. 
Just a hundred. I guess way to, way to go, guys. Congratulations. Woo! Wow. Good for yeah. you. Woo. One and two zeros. Wow. Of course, uh, Mega Dads, we uh, joke. It has been absolutely fantastic to get to work with you and know you. We are so privileged to call you part of our friends. We have loved uh, participating and gaming with you and ribbing you. And just having a good time. You guys are an absolutely fantastic group. And although we're making a a joke about the uh, quantity of shows that you put out, what you do put out is absolute quality. And you are the bar that so many podcasts should be set to for your quality. We are jealous of that. Uh, But congratulations to you. Congratulations to all of your hard effort and work. Uh, Here's to another hundred. And again, I think it just is retitled as being mega old dads. But on behalf of the Nintendo dads, thanks very much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Luke Lore from the Xbox Expansion Pass, wanting to say very much a congratulation on episode 100 for Megadads and Megadads Live. I remember listening all the way back before some of your children were conceived, which is wild to think about. I've seen all the changes that Megadads has gone through, the ups, the downs. I own the Megadads cartoon book from way back when in the 2D panels. Uh, Adam, that you would draw with you and John. Uh, I still refer to that. It's actually in my classroom. I use it to demonstrate and teach art uh, and storytelling at various times. Some of them, not all the cartoons can make it into a lesson. Yikes. Uh, But it's it's really cool to see where you guys are going. I hope you will still continue to uh, do do what it is you love for the reasons that you love it and not behold yourself to other things. All the words of advice that we give to others, we sometimes take for ourselves and uh, I, I hope that you continue to do that. But congratulations on 100. I appreciate you all. I encourage you all. I support you all. Um, that's it. Take care, guys. Hi, I'm Jeff Kanata from the DLC Podcast and I want to wish all the Mega Dads an awesome 100th episode. It's a huge accomplishment and it's insanely cool. I'm a little, uh, I have to say, uh, I'm a little spoiled because uh, many of the various Megadad Universe members have been guests on my podcast. So selfishly, thank you for providing guests for me and thank you for providing uh, so many awesome episodes of great content Uh, as a dad myself it's awesome to see wholesome fun represented uh with such uh, intelligence and passion thank you and happy 100. i I mean here's the thing about mega dads adam and being on episode 100 okay this is this is an accomplishment that i don't think the community truly understands is like I've done a lot of shows that hit episode 100, but Mega Dads is so lazy that they only do one episode a month. And so, like, this means you've been doing this, this one piece of content, Mega Dads, for far longer. I mean, listen, I was making making YouTube videos when I was like 12 years old, making fun of Sanjay, okay? Like, that's a thing. It exists on the internet. Don't go find it. But, like, Mega Dads has been going basically as long as that has. And you just kind of stayed in the same thing. Like doing doing 100 episodes of what is a monthly podcast is amazing. And the show continues to be hysterical. I don't I don't know what I would do without like a monthly laughing of Mega Dads because like it's a gaming show, but like 
What's brilliant about it is, is you feel the same way I do, which is just like, it can't just be a gaming show. Like, introducing these things like hot takes and just Megadad's dictionary that, like, people don't even use is just so funny to me. When, like, you set up these parameters of these brilliant jokes, and it's like, mm, sometimes we'll put people in timeout. <laughs> uh First of all, I just want to say congratulations to Mega Dads. Let me tell you, as a podcaster myself, it's not easy to reach 100 episodes. Not easy at all. I don't care what he says. <laughs> you know, so keep it up. You guys are changing podcasting. I love the content. I love the, the you know, sending a message to all the dads and all the parents out there um, about gaming, man. So keep it up. And, and I can't wait for the next one. And I hope you guys also reach 200 next. So let's go for it, man. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Mega Dads has been in my rotation for a very long time. I think you all do some of the best work on the internet. I think you're all really smart in the way that you tackle it. Extremely fun. I love the vibe that, 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 that you have. And I love the idea of, you know, how you've all built this thing from the ground up. And that's the thing I love. Like, I love to see people when they're striving. I love to see when people are really honing in on a message and honing in on on a craft and you know as a person who has also been watching your career while you've been doing this work it has been so nice to have those behind the scene conversations with you about all of the ways that all of this works and to continue to see you all grow and now hit this wonderful milestone i'm i'm i'm, I'm proud of the team it makes me really excited to see how far you'll go from here and it also just makes me really happy to know that, that that you're finding good ways to make the work that you want to make and the content that you want to make in a space that will often tell you, you must do this, you must do this, you must do this. I love the fact that you've found a lane that you really want to occupy, have stayed in it and have owned it and continuing to make some of the best content on the planet. So I, I'm very lucky and, and, and happy to, to know you. Um, Thank you very much for having me on this show uh, to celebrate this dope milestone. And yeah, to 100 more uh, uh, in the can. Uh, it's always wild to look at it from that perspective because you're like, that's how many years and blah. But uh, it's just been great to be able to see you all continue to make so much dope content on the space and, and, and be really great at it. So thank you. Thank you very much for having me and continue to rock on with all the dope stuff you have in store for all of us at home. Ecologies. Congratulations to all the Mega Dads and Mega Moms. All Mega Dads 100 episode. Ecologies, <laughs> what an achievement. Makes me feel like a like a goddamn turkey sandwich on a nice rye bread with one of them Japanese uh, uh, mayos. You don't think about it because it's a uh, Japanese mayo. What's the difference? Biologies. It is. It's it's just a different texture. It's spicier. It's just much more flavorful than the bland stuff you get at the shop rights nowadays. Anyway, congratulations y'all mega dads and mega moms for this uh, achievement uh, of epic proportions. Biology. <laughs> I'm so proud of Mega Dads and everything that you guys are doing. The team keeps expanding. The ideas and the projects keep coming. Um, you, you guys have always impressed me. And we need your passion and your positivity and uh, your, I think, the, the incredible way that you reach out into the community is just such 
a gift to this medium. And uh, I'm grateful every time that you guys ask me to come on board and do anything with you. And I love when you guys participate in the stuff that we do at EP. Um, very thrilled to be here. And thank you for inviting me. But most importantly, congratulations on 100 episodes. It's a big deal. And uh, I hope you guys are celebrating like you should be. This is it. We have reached the final level of this episode of Mega Dads Live. But the fun doesn't stop when the podcast does. We have so much coming up this month here at Mega Dads. Antonio and Will, do you guys have anything that you're working on that you would like to share with the people? As announced on the uh, fall preview, I am going to be dipping my proverbial toe way deep up the butt of Xbox coverage. So... Xbox Megabits is coming back, and I'm excited about uh, doing that. I love Xbox. I'm going to be playing Game Pass on my Steam Deck. I am going to be triple dipping myself in Xbox goodness, putting some peanuts and whipped cream on it. That sounds nasty. Displaying myself in front of the world. So come talk Xbox with me. Um, I'm very excited. Will, what do you got in the hopper? Oh man, um, lots of YouTube shorts. Uh, <laughs> I got Shinichi Shultzan, which is going to be about anime and Japanese culture and all that jazz. I'm going to try to only embarrass myself in the ways I intend to and not do something truly stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, Nintendo Megabits is going to go video starting this week as well, or this month, this month. God, no, not this week. I'm not. This month we're gonna go video as well, which uh, I need to work out some. I need to work out some psych gags because I just want Nintendo Megabits to be a good time for everyone involved. And um, and then you know I still do the Twitch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nine thirty p.m. Central. Twitch.tv slash Wondrous Will. This month uh, I'm very excited because the Spotlight series is starting. Uh, yes. It's going to be running for the next two months. I sat down and had deep conversations with a lot of folks, a lot of the folks that you actually just heard in that producer pop-in segment. I was very humbled by the amount of people that agreed to, to go on mic with me. And it's not your typical Mega Dads content. Uh, it's, it's we, we talk about some stuff. It gets pretty damn real. So I'm very excited. The debut episode uh, comes out this week with Victor Lucas, a guy that I have looked up to for a very long time. So I'm very, very excited about that. So please check Spotlight out. It'll be on the YouTube channel. It'll also be on the podcast feed where you're listening to us right now. And that sound means we have come to the end of the show. It is the caboose where we bring a recommendation that we want to share with you folks, something adjacent to the video game world. And we've been talking about video games a lot. So we're going to talk about something that we would like to recommend to you Antonio, why don't you kick us off this month? What's your caboose? What's your recommendation? So my wife and I have been giving the Orville a shot uh, again. So we they are on the rebooted season, season three, which is called Orville New Horizons. It's on Hulu and it's a Seth MacFarlane thing. And it's just like a, it started like as a spoof on Star Trek, but then they actually take it, pretty seriously and and come up with some great stories and visuals and action and and it's supposed to be kind of like a comedy but it's again it it became its own unique uh sci-fi thing 
and season three is not good. My recommendation. <laughs> My, my, my recommendation for you is to watch until episode four. That is when it pops off. And then me and my wife were like, like oh my four God. in general or season three, episode four. Season three, episode four is when it gets okay. Good, is when it gets okay. Good. I thought you were I thought you were legitimately saying the new season is garbage. Watch the first four episodes. Season season one was great. <laughs> season two was pretty good. And then season three was a huge disappointment until episode <laughs> four. So don't give up before episode four if you're a fan. All right. That's all I have to say. Will, what you got for us? I'm going to talk about TV shows, too. Um, this one is on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, did you guys know that they made new episodes of Beavis and Butthead? Yes, I did know that. Did you know it's good? Is it really? <laughs> it is. It is so much better than it has any right to be um some of the situations uh like i i think it might be the first one of the new set on paramount plus they go to an escape room <laughs> and they get told to go down the hall to the left instead they go to the right so they end up in the bathroom oh and my they try god. to solve the bathroom like it's an escape room oh my god and uh in the, in the sections where uh the music videos would be they treat it like it's just them reacting to online videos of course it is um, there are a couple of music videos like in there. Uh, one of them is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's a country song by a guy whose name I don't remember, but listening to Beavis and Butthead drone on and on over it, it was hilarious. That was great. Um, I think they're still putting new episodes out on Thursdays. Uh, I really liked it. I was surprised by how much I liked it. I didn't think that they had like anything left in the tank at this point right but somehow they do yeah i have paramount plus i've seen that on there i'm like oh my god what <laughs> yeah no watch it watch them they're okay. good and um oddly a few of uh if it's a human character and it's not one of like the established ones that they've had since like the 90s it looks a little weird and the style doesn't quite blend the way it should but it doesn't happen all the time because the it's largely Beavis and Butthead being left to their own devices. Beavis and Butthead hasn't gotten by on its visuals, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's, if you're going to Beavis and well, Butthead like, okay. for cutting edge animation. Okay. I knew that. And still, like, in, like, the first episode or so, there's, like, a couple guys. I'm like, boy, that doesn't look quite right. That looks a little strange. But then it became more about, you know, treating a bathroom like an escape room. God, that sounds amazing. It, that sounds amazing. <laughs> My Caboose is also going to be on Paramount+. Plus. In fact, it is happening as we're recording it. I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, and it is the Taylor Hawkins Memorial Tribute Concert. I haven't seen this yet, but I know I can I can recommend it to you. Because Foo Fighters, they're not only my favorite band. It's like, it's like the soundtrack of my life. Foo Fighters are one of those rare bands where they sound so much better during a live performance like there is so much energy and character to a Foo Fighters concert if you haven't experienced one before um, you're really missing out 
this is obviously going to be a different kind of vibe because they're paying tribute to the late Taylor Hawkins, the drummer who passed away this year. Um, so it's going to be a little, more, a little bit more somber, but I know that they have a lot of special guests. Uh, I think Paul McCartney is supposed to perform. So it's going to be it's going to be an amazing concert. I will be watching this tonight with a drink in hand, toasting um, my favorite drummer and my favorite band. And I'm just I'm I'm going to be a little bit emotional seeing them come together for the first time without someone who is so much a spotlight of of that group. Uh, but I'm it's going to it's going to be a very emotional and moving experience. So I would like anybody who has Paramount Plus uh, to give that a watch. And I know it's going to be available on a lot of other services. I think they're going to actually be playing highlights of it on CBS on network television at some point uh, in the near future. So give that a listen. Foo Fighters is good shit that everybody should enjoy. Well, that's it, gentlemen. Um, I, I want to thank the both of you very, uh, very much for being a part of Mega Dads Live, for helping carry this show into a new age. Episode 100, you know, it's it's not a big number, but it's it's been a lot of years coming. And I am a kind of a person where I, I don't I don't shy away from promoting myself online, but I don't really allow myself to get proud of stuff that I that I do very often. And I'm I'm making a concerted effort to say this is this is a benchmark moment for for me and for us as as creators in this space. I think we've created an awesome show that people can enjoy. I'm glad that you guys are on board for the long run and for this new phase as we continue to change and innovate and push forward uh, with this podcast. So thank you both for being on. Thank you, Adam, again for everything. It's been great. Yeah, it is an honor and a privilege, sir. I was and not a dad when I first listened to Mega Dads, and then the vasectomy didn't take, and I became a dad, <laughs> and now I'm here, and it's been a journey. <laughs> what you just said is that I inspired you to make use of your sperm. Cool. He gave that one sperm the courage to <laughs> go on, overcome guy. your vasectomy. Get in there. Like, no. Make me proud be a part of this. This has to happen. Well, we are going to we're going to wrap this episode up in a new way. In a, and I think this is a very fitting way. We've all established that we are a, a podcast family. We're all dads. And so uh, with that being said, I'm going to tuck you two in. Uh, get get your PJs on. Get your footies on. Grab your grab your little stuffed teddies. Cuddle up nice and not too close. Not too Antonio. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to sing you guys a little lullaby to send the listeners away. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Mega Dads Live. It's the end of the show. Time to finish the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a good review. We had fun, now it's done, no more games left to cover, roller drome, aliens, and a brand new Splatoon 2, we talked pirating games, end of spinning in place, we
Thanks for listening to Mega Dads Live, episode 100. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Now get the fuck out of here so these two can go to bed. It's a school night. We'll see you next month.